Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Zero, season two, episode 13. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. Jamie is already struggling trying to get tickets for Doctor Strange 2. We will talk about the, the mess of all of that in a second. Um, and so much other Marvel news today. And episode two of Moon Knight. We got a big show going here. As I said, I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. BD is traveling, so I'm running the ship in, in his absence. I am joined today by Aaron Perrine. Hi, guys. If you're in line for Doctor Strange 2... <laughs> stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. <laughs> and um, out of his jail cell to talk to us about Moon Knight, because I we couldn't have this show without him. He almost wasn't here because of technical difficulties. And I was like, we need you here to talk about Moon Knight. That's Jamie true. Is here. Could not miss this one. Yep. And then Jamie Jack is joining us and trying to get Dr. Strange tickets at the same time. Good morning. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a day. Um, thank you guys so much, by the way, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. We are now at youtube.com slash phase zero. So much easier to search for. Um, we're uploading new content every day. So be sure to check that out if you're not already a subscriber. And thank you to everybody for joining the Twitter community. It's really cool that we have like almost a thousand people in that group just talking about Marvel and starting conversations. That is just super rad. Um, but yeah, so we have so much news today before we get into Midnight episode two, starting with Dr. Strange 2 tickets are on sale. Whether or not you can get them kind of remains to be seen. I'll let Jamie talk about how much of a nightmare this has been. My group was able to get tickets like no problem, like before I even woke up this morning. So I, I guess I'm in the minority that was able to do this well. Um, and we also got a new teaser to go with the tickets being on sale. Um, the, the teaser had a couple moments that were kind of noteworthy, particularly the fact that Billy and Tommy are back, at least in Wanda's nightmares. <laughs> we don't know beyond that, but she's at least having nightmares about her children, which is kind of sad. Jim, what's up? I'll also making a big return, Wanda's accent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Big return for the Sokovian <laughs> accent. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, I assume you have so many thoughts on Wanda in this trailer. Um, I mean, my thoughts are uh, I feel, I'm really happy for those kids because they just <laughs> like because uh, especially Julian, like he just wants to be in these he wants to be involved so bad and uh, they're so cute. And I like genuinely I'm just happy that those kids get to work again because I thought they were going to get aged up next time we saw them oh, so uh and, cassie langed yeah uh, yeah and uh and uh and you know in the context of storytelling i'm excited as well because uh it's gonna rip our hearts out and uh make us bleed internally so uh, i can't wait to feel emotions uh, about this film so i'm ready for it once you get your tickets <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get, you know, when Spider Man came out, I just waited until later in the day and it was fine. So I don't know uh -huh. why I'm torturing myself when I know it's going to be fine. If I, just it I just want you all to watch me struggle. I, I uh, Jimmy, are you a Stubbs member for AMC? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like that seems to be like, uh, so I am too. And like, I am almost convinced that there was a, uh, you know, that they blocked Stubbs members from getting in early because I don't know. It was after all we've done for them. It was rough for me. (laughs) It was rough. Right. That's what I mean. Here we are supporting you. (laughs) You're making it impossible for me. It's supposed to be easier for me. Remember. Less than a minute. We'll Here see. We That's oh, yeah. That is before, so wild. I got to a whole screen and picked seats before and nothing <laughs> came of it. So. Oh, my God. See, we're a Cinemark household because, like, the closest AMC is, like, too far to be able to drive to. So it's like, I, I, I feel y'all's pain. I used to be an AMC Stubbs member, but, like, Cinemark somehow made this so much easier. Aaron, have you bought tickets yet or struggled to buy tickets yet? Um, I don't. Because we live in such, like a like, a not a big city here in the state, I hope that like most of these things, I'm just allowed to just go and march right in on the day of. It's nice to be able to do that. I loved when I lived in Jersey. I could go in. I watched Justice League in a movie in a theater with four people the first weekend. <laughs> it was no problem. It was great. I sat right in the middle. So I'm hoping for some of that. But every Marvel movie I've gone to at that theater has had more and more people in the audiences, like for each one, because there's a lot of people in there for Shang-Chi. I did an early eternal community or something. (laughs) It's just, it's just a little resort town. Like, I guess people are like, they're too busy on the beach to like go watch movies, but I hope they go watch movies because I'd like the movie theater to stay open. Um, But yeah, I, I'll probably try later today. Like Jamie, like she just gave you the pro strat. You guys wait a couple hours and then come in, swoop in unsuspectedly yeah this take doesn't work i'm giving up because no one wants to watch this happen (laughs) we're gonna still be talking about moon night and you're gonna still be in the ticket queue for like the 10th time um but yeah so the the doctor strange teaser and the teaser that came out a couple days ago has also had people speculating that cheetah is in the movie which that's kind of cool and then aaron and i were talking about this before we started the footage from the teasers is already editing things out of the teasers. Um, we have that one shot of Strange and America Chavez in a doorway. Originally, it had a Christine Palmer behind them, and now it doesn't, which is very weird. <laughs> um, Aaron, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I think it's so bizarre. Of, like, you could have just not put that shot in the first trailer. It's just a different multiverse, guys. I mean, I, I don't know. That's... <laughs> I guess. And also, apparently, India's not in our universe because she's still in the promos that they put out yesterday <laughs> oh, in oh, India. Really? So I, I don't know what's going on. I think uh, Feige is. Uh, if you've listened to our Morbius episode, you know the Oregon's in the Sony universe, so this has precedent. Um, I think that they're probably trying to like pump fake people out because I don't know how, but we're still arguing about this glowing figure with blue hands, even though we have crisp IMAX 4K <laughs> images of it now, and we are still we are we are on month three of arguing about who this person is, so. I just think it's a stoke engagement. I, I really do. I And it's even more confusing because I could see if she had not been in any of the spot, like in the Super Bowl spot, she had not been there to begin, but she was already there from the first thing. So what's what's going on? Someone has the answers. I agree. It's so weird. We're almost getting to the point where like, we are just going to have a whole fake trailer or something. I was like, none yeah. of this footage is in the movie, but we are just putting out a fake trailer. Like, I know people have speculated that with No Way Home, but like, I feel like that is inevitable with the way that we are going with these trailers. Um, in addition to the trailer and the tickets being on sale, Sam Raimi did an interview with Fandango right before we started recording, which that has a lot of goodies to unpack. Um, 
He confirmed that we're going to see multiple Wandas in the movie. This was the quote he gave to Fandango. The movie is a journey into the multiverse, so you do see different iterations of Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange and even Lizzie Olsen's character of Wanda Maximoff, so the actors have to play that. It's a great challenge for them and a great fun to direct themselves playing these altered versions of themselves. Jamie, what do you think about getting multiple Wandas? I'm sure that is very great news. Oh my goodness. What? what, what? Multiple, <laughs> I don't know. Yes, give me a thousand Wandas and a whole army. And uh, and have them trample over me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm obviously very excited and into it. Uh, she showed her range in Wandavision, and what kind of crazy range is she going to get to show in this movie? It's it's wild. Like they just they're letting this girl act. I completely agree. And then Raimi also said that the movie is going to rival No Way Home. This was his quote to Fandango. I guess I would say that Spider-Man No Way Home broke open the idea that characters from the multiverse could visit our universe. But this is the first time that characters from our universe will go out into the multiverse and experience other universes. So it's going to be continuation. But that, I think, is one of the biggest appeals. Finding other realities and how they rhyme with our own or how they are completely the opposite or variations thereof. I think therein lies the interest of this picture. Going off of that, he also could not say if Bruce Campbell is in it, which if you've seen any Sam Raimi movie or if you know about Sam Raimi, it feels like Bruce Campbell has to be in this in some way. I forgot to put this in the rundown, but he, Bruce Campbell trolled all of us on April Fool's Day, making us think he was variant Doctor Strange, posting a very obviously photoshopped picture on Twitter. And I bought it for like a millisecond and then immediately felt bad. Um, but yeah, so Raimi can't say if Bruce Campbell is in it. He also can't say if Patrick Stewart is in it. So we're back to the thing again of, is Patrick Stewart in this movie? What? He said Why he put him is. in the trailer. I know. Like, right, exactly. And like, 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 like we know it's Patrick him. Stewart is in it. Like that, yeah. that is him. And so like that, so if, if Raimi can't say if Patrick Stewart is in the movie, but we know he's in the movie, yep. and also he can't say if Bruce Campbell is in the movie, then that has to mean he is in the movie. We have decoded <laughs> your lies, Marvel. If you can't say anything, because this is what this is what they say. If they can't say something, then you know it's true. If they otherwise, they just say no. Otherwise, I'd be like, no, it's it's not true. It's a crazy rumor, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's just so wild. Aaron, what do you think about it? I'm just laughing at Kofi saying that Stewart is voicing Mephisto in the comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very interesting that, like, I, I, I'm trying to remember the last time someone said, I can't talk about that. Other than, right. like, Barry I mean. Keegan yeah. just stiff-arming BD when he asked <laughs> about the Batman. Um, right. I, I think that it, you expect certain things. I'm surprised no one asked him about the car because the car is going to be in here too, right? Just like that, just like Bruce Campbell, he always does that. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that I'm sure that there's landmines where it's like, I can't talk about that. And really, we only have one person to blame and that is Andrew Garfield because we don't know what is up and what is down, if the sky is blue, any of that anymore. We just can't trust anything. The crazy thing, He's, I bet you if he did ask him about the car, he probably would have said yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like that's just <laughs> uh, like he probably would have had him. Yeah, sure. I, I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And then speaking of the Spider-Man of it all, Raimi did say, or wait, Jamie, did you have something to say? Oh, no, I was going to say that Andrew Garfield is like mm-hmm. all journalists, like, or evil villain origin story now. Like, <laughs> he's ruined all of our jobs forever <laughs> because what, we don't know what to believe anymore. He's, he's, he's destroyed the sanctum of our, of our careers. Uh, and also an update. I went, I got through the tickets. I picked three. I did my two other A-list people and then I got kicked out and now I'm a 30. <laughs> oh no. This is your multiverse of madness. Oh. <laughs> reality will be punished. <laughs> That's it. Look, there is a ja- there is a Jamie in a universe somewhere that got those seats. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Wow. And for IMAX then- too. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> and then Raimi did say, speaking of Spider-Man, about returning for Spider-Man 4, which as, as people who are familiar with the Raimi-verse know, he, that was a thing that was in the works for the longest time. It kind of fell through. It would have had John Malkovich as the vulture. It would have had Anne Hathaway as like a black cat vulture daughter hybrid. It would have been a wild movie. But like people obviously now that Toby was back in No Way Home are asking about the possibility of a Spider-Man 4. And Raimi said this. I've come to realize that after making Doctor Strange that anything is possible, really anything in the Marvel Universe, any team-ups. I love Toby. I love Kristen Dunst. I think anything is possible. <clears throat> I don't really have a story or a plan. I don't know if Marvel would be interested in that right now. I don't know what their thoughts are about that. I haven't really pursued that, but it sounds beautiful. Even if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie, I would love to work with Toby again in a different role. So what do y'all think about that? Because that is kind of, that is the most, that is way more than I expected him to say about that. And I know people are just kind of like, make it happen. Let it happen in some way or another. So what do y'all think? Man, I feel like it is a thing where, you know, like what, like almost what else is he going to say, right? In that like, he is so, he will forever be so intimately attached with that franchise that like there is no, sidestepping it there's no especially with the fact that like you know spider-man 4 almost you know came as close to happening as it did i still to this day cannot uh, like picture that we got this close to anne hathaway being in a marvel movie right like mm -hmm. it's wild uh but, but like look it's it's i think there is enough now like now that spider-man no way home has happened now they can easily just be like well anything's possible never say never Right. Because clearly what would have been a never say never or like a, a never moment. Right. Had this been five years ago, you never would have thought of, you know, these universes um, being able to intersect in some way or the idea of a multiverse existing. And so now it's just an easy way to be like, well, I mean, anything can happen. Never say never. Of course, I'd love to make more money. So like that's, you know, be perfect. I keep thinking about what my first stepdad used to say all the time when I was a kid, which is give her an inch and she takes a mile. <laughs> and I, I feel like uh, when they made uh, No Way Home, they were thinking like, yeah, we're going to bring back Toby and Andrew for this. and It's going to be great. And I don't think like at the time anyone was like, and then we're going to bring back Toby and Andrew again. <laughs> I, I feel like that was never in anyone's plan when they made No Way Home. And now it's all anyone is talking about or wants right. and i feel like they're scrambling because it's like why not do it they'll make a ton of money but i i feel like there's no plan for it because if there was a plan sam would be like oh i can't i don't know oh right he'd say i can't talk, talk about that that's exactly what he'd say it's it's literally the sort of thing where i don't know if it's absolutely great that we're just reliving the highlights of a decade of a decade from when I was like a preteen. Cause like, I just can, we just came off of a WrestleMania where I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin, like stunnering people at the age he's at, which I was like, I'm never going to see it again. Man. Uh, this again. Right. And <laughs> right. having to edit it afterwards, but like <laughs> anything is really, it's really open season on anything that you liked at any point <laughs> in the past, anything like nothing is too crazy. Nothing it's is just out there. It's, it's just weird because I wonder, I wonder if our parents kind of went through this thing, right? Like mm -hmm. very clearly nostalgia is being aimed at us right now. Like for most of us in our, you know, late twenties, early thirties or whatever, right? Like every, like there are a lot of things being aimed at our nostalgia. And I got to even like, 
the hell would like, you know, be aimed at my parents that that's like a nostalgia standpoint that they're like, Oh yeah, this is it. Like, and I feel like that it's not necessarily the case. Like someone, you know, stumbled upon, uh, you know, a, a, like nostalgia thing. And they said, Oh, we can make money off this. Let's just keep, let's just keep priming that pump. Uh, whatever. Give it to me. I'll eat it. Absolutely. Can I ask one question quick? And we have to do it mm-hmm. quick. I know we got other stuff to do. Yeah. What's going to happen first? Are they going to bring Toby back? Or are they going to do Andrew first? Oh, Andrew's yeah. probably. I think cheaper. Andrew's more like Andrew. Cool. Yeah. I think, so, I think there's there's more unfinished story there. I think like there's more narrative potential for him to come back in whatever Sony is doing in its own universe. Whether or not they do that is a whole other question. Um, but I think it, it would definitely be Andrew. I feel like if they brought Toby back again, they're just going to kill him. And I don't want, I, I don't want that. The only yeah. reason I want Toby back is because I want Dunst. I want to see Dunst one time. Yeah. Give her, yep. even if it's like a 20 second cameo, uh, like her in that episode of Black Mirror where she just walks in the frame. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I, I worry that um that t- toby that that's what will happen to him and, and i think he deserves a happy little ending i just I, I almost wonder if we're too far away from toby for toby to return right like where i think andrew is like like, like you guys said like th- there's more unfinished story there and i think that there is more um more redemption there that I think people would, would really, would really get behind. And I think, but also too, a lot, people loved a lot of elements of those movies that mm-hmm. I think if, you know, paired with some better setup uh, would really be, be something special. Absolutely. So um, pivoting away from Dr. Strange and into another trailer that has not arrived yet, but people would like for it to Jim, do you want to talk about the Thor love and thunder? stuff of the past week where's the thor trailer marvel (laughs) (laughs) give it to me give me what i want (laughs) unbelievable so long lead press starting for thor love and thunder and uh we got you know the the cheeky cast uh tight we got taika we got hemsworth um and uh uh, oh my god why am i blanking on uh, valkyrie's name Tessa, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson yeah. uh, holding holding up hand numbers like they're the NWO. Uh, <laughs> like it is just, it is just, you've got you've got Tyka doing uh, an eleven on on one. You've got uh, Hemsworth going, you know, doing uh, doing this, and so it, which is different from yeah. uh, Tessa doing this. And so basically, the date that everyone has now the internet has now decided the Marvel trailer is coming out because they decided it was coming out last Monday, the Monday before that, <laughs> the Thursday before that uh, is now April 11th, which is a month also a Monday. At this point, it really feels like they're just going to make it the post credit scene. I, I don't think. I mean, look, actually, you know what? What isn't that what they did? That's what they did for No Way Home, right? That's where yeah. we got our first yeah. look at Doctor. Um, which, as I've said many times in the show, I think is dumb. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, but also, it's like there was at least more time, yeah. right? When they did it that way, right? The way less time. I don't. I don't think we need it yet. Look how much stuff we've got coming, right? Like we've got, we, we're still in the middle of Moon Knight. We've got Ms. Marvel coming up. We still, you know, barely scratched. I honestly, I watched. I have watched all the Doctor Strange trailers. I still have no idea what that movie is about. I know it involves <laughs> Wanda in, in, in some aspect. It involves the multiverse in one aspect. But as far as what that actual story is, I have no clue. No clue. 
But I also I also think it's a thing of like general audiences of like I am someone who will like put ABC on in the background while I'm working. And I I have seen more like obviously a lot of Moon Knight stuff as it's been coming out. But like the day the Miss Marvel trailer came out, there were there were multiple TV spots airing that night during The Bachelor, which was very weird to me because I was like, this show is like three months away and you're already promoting it. And I had seen at that point less promo for Doctor Strange on my television than I had for Miss Marvel. So I think it's a thing of like you need general audiences to be aware that Doctor Strange is happening and you need to really ramp up up the marketing for that. I think it's just a thing with COVID of like the marketing campaigns for these movies are so truncated down because it's like you would rather let people know about the movie as soon as possible as opposed to, hey, it's going to get delayed again and now you're going to forget that it was even a thing and we've wasted all of this money on marketing. But it is this weird thing of like we're less than 100 days out from Thor Love and Thunder and we have popcorn buckets and drink cups (laughs) and stuff crab rangoons things of that nature to quote Aaron. <laughs> like and and we have nothing in terms of official stuff which is such a bummer to me because i am so excited for this movie like this movie is going to be a like cornerstone of my personality when this comes out <laughs> and the fact that we have no marketing and i don't get like a decently sized marketing campaign for this movie yet is still very sad to me Aaron, I'm, what do you think i'm going full tinfoil hat i think the reason we don't have a trailer is because there's something in moon knight or a multiverse of madness that you need to know before you can see the Thor trailer that ignites the entire thing. But isn't isn't that a failure on the movie's part? If that's the case, like, Oh, like we can't show you this trailer unless you watch the thing. Like I get it. There's a gigantic audience that is following them that every nook and cranny of Marvel. Look, that's why we have this show. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I it's, I think, I think it's it's really more like it's it's boring to say, but I think it just has more to do with the economics of just, you know, movie marketing stuff. There is this is a full year to begin with, and I think Marvel wants to spend more more money in a short period of time to really get the message out there than try and like do this do the slow drip that they're they're used to. Look, it worked for Spider-Man No Way Home. We went from 0 to 60 in in you know 2 days flat. Same thing happened for Moon Knight. Like we got that we got that teaser poster um and then we just started getting stuff left and right for it. And so I think that's what's going to inevitably be the case uh the case here. And you know, we'll just we just got to sit and wait. Yeah. Jamie, what do you think? I love uh, who's ever running the comic book comments right now. So yeah, what if too. our flag means death just turns into an elaborate backdoor trailer <laughs> for Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, yeah, I'd love that because then it means we're going to get some more gay stuff in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> so I love this theory. Um, I, you know, it's it's just... It, I feel I would love it. What if they just never did a trailer? I, I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, but I mean, I feel like Taika is powerful enough to for it just to like, this movie's here now. Uh, and... But we'll, I don't know. He surprise we'll drops it at midnight like Beyonce. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all on Disney Plus one. What do we all wake up? I know I had joked of like, just do like a music video. Like just do all of them dancing in costume and just sell your movie with that and give me no actual footage. Like honestly, uh, at this point, just go with that. I just need to see what that awful blue costume looks like in, in live action. Jim because y'all. we've seen it in terrible Titan figures and other like weird action figure stuff, marketing material. And like, I got to believe that looks better in person because whoo, it is so much. That's a rough costume. I, I mean, it's the same so thing with gore. Of like, we've gotten Lego gore, we've gotten like other action figure gore, and we got like that weird set photo where he looks like white Bib Fortuna. Like, it just is like, it, I, I need to see what he's actually going to look like in context because that set photo just is haunting my brain until we get something else. And it's like, yeah. this is the villain that they're all going to be going up against. But yeah, it's it's just so weird. Hopefully, we will get one sooner than later. 
Um, but yeah, Aaron, do you want to talk about the Miss Marvel news of the week? Sure. Uh, so Miss Marvel has a rating and uh, it's rated PG, which is a little bit strange because most Marvel things are usually PG-13. Um, there's a lot of discussion about whether that's going to affect the content in it. Like, what does that mean? Uh, our friends over at Agents of Fandom, I tend to agree with TJ and them that like there's definitely a sort of they're building an ecosystem where there can be like on the high end of things like Moon Knight and like Deadpool and stuff of like, oh boy, this is going to be a little bit rough for the kiddos. Don't do this. And then the middle where you get like, you know, I guess like Cat 4 or you know, I guess Doctor Strange would be PG-13-esque stuff. And then I guess they're building out the PG wig now with Miss Marvel and there'll probably be more projects. You imagine I Am Groot might be yeah. PG. Something like Spider-Man freshman year will probably be PG. Marvel Zombies probably going to be up here with the other <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, that it's people were really taken by surprise. Do you guys think that there's room for all three of these lanes with within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Defenderverse over here somewhere to the left, <laughs> where there's just over there. Look, there's definitely room. I just think it's weird that it comes after Moon Knight, which is very like you're gonna you're literally going from one extreme end to the other. Uh, but like, but you know, so like that's the you're gonna you're basically getting all the Marvel fans. You know, you're getting a, you know the older crowd coming in. And it's like, all right, here's what the next one is. Like, look, this trailer has so many. Um, uh, it's got vibe, like, like I just watched turning red and it's got a lot of, you know, kind of vibes of just like that, you know, teenage girl. And like, it's got, you know, diary of a wimpy kid kind of, you know, vibes uh, as well, which, which I love. Um, and so like, there's a lot of that that I think is, is great. Like this is going to be a, a show that I will looks like I will be way more comfortable watching with uh, my daughter than, you know, than anything else. And so being able to, you know, look, I know not the entire audience has kids to, to watch this with, uh, but like my, my kid is on a huge descendants uh, kick yeah. right now. And so, um, and this, and this it feels like it would fit right in kind of with that, just with maybe a much higher budget uh, for sure. I love I'm that. I'm for it. Yeah, me too. I do love the whiplash of like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and then She-Hulk. Like I'm knowing She-Hulk is going to probably be somewhere in the middle in terms of like a content rating, but it's probably still knowing how she breaks the fourth wall and certain things in the comics. Like I feel like they're going to get a little more on the Moon Knight spectrum, but it, it is just very interesting. I think it shows the like the the breadth of the Marvel brand that we can have like the Defender shows now on Disney Plus and we can have Ms. Marvel being PG like both still work both are still Marvel and you can still enjoy them for what they are Jamie what were you gonna say oh just sometimes you just want some light cute fun you know I mean I don't what's wrong with that I saw people like upset on Twitter because I mean any information I love it when like the Batman news runtime it's like (laughs) it's so long Doctor Strange it's so short I mean there's (laughs) it's just the universe we live in Um, but uh, I don't know I think Miss Marvel's gonna be real cute and I'm I'm, you know what maybe we need that after some dark moon nighting Uh, ticket update got through picked my a-list people kicked me out again back in line (laughs) 
the post credit scene of this week is just going to be whether or not you got your tickets. <laughs> um, I'll but, record a bonus. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Guardians news while you're waiting for oh, your tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot look at my phone for a minute. Um, oh, gosh. The Guardians, th- this is one thing that I love about James Gunn, because James Gunn, if he can share information, he's going to. I love how active he is on Twitter. He's just answering questions, sharing news. And uh, turns out Guardians 3 is breaking some world records, which is really cool. Uh, this is what uh, Gunn tweeted. He said, uh, just heard from our makeup folks at Legacy Effects that yesterday, uh, Volume 3 officially passed the world record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production, which is crazy because it, it surpassed the Grinch, um, which is like over 20 years old. Yeah, uh, a, lot and, who's there, a lot of who's in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, and then Gunn added, thanks for keeping practical effects alive. I love this because I'm uh, practical effects I, are my big old jam. Um, a lot of, I'm not a big CG person and uh, 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 when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'm really jazzed to see what they're coming up with because they, the last two movies looked great. Uh, and so to beat the Grinch after all these years, I don't know. What do you guys think? I love it. I, I agree with you. Like any time that you can use practical effects, I am all for it, especially if they are like beautifully executed as the Guardians movies have been. We had a whole conversation in the comic book Slack the other night about why the fact that Morbius just used CGI instead of practical effects. Like I feel like I would have enjoyed elements of that movie more if he just had the practical vampire makeup. So I'm I love that Gunn is so practical thinking. I know with like the Suicide Squad, he used the most practical sets that he had ever used in his career. And it really shows in the the like space and in all of the different set design elements of that movie. So I'm so excited to see what that involves. 800% less rats. I'm just going to say, uh, uh, James Gunn, if you're listening, this is, this is my pitch. Uh, you know, look, there is a race out there that ha- happened to be called the Viscardi. If one of them shows up in the background, use using those gorgeous practical effects that, uh, that you've used. I mean, They'd be great. They'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'd love to see them show up. There we go. They didn't get into Moon Knight. I got to make my shot for Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you could maybe you could maybe um, be like that. Could maybe happen with Gunn's other tweet, Jamie. Look, it doesn't even have to be. I just I just like, literally <laughs> what would make my day is uh-huh. just the mere notion or even mention. Mm-hmm. They exist. Just They're out there. Put me in a Marvel movie. Is that so much? <laughs> Well, yeah, because Gunn also tweeted while he's keeping up like the Rick and Morty bit of like people have been pranking him by giving him little Rick and Morty action figures. He t- he tweeted the other day, today we are shooting some wonderful cameos for true Guardians fans, which obviously means the Viscardi. Obviously. I mean, obviously. Really. True <laughs> Guardians fans know. Yeah, obviously. I, I, I'm curious what that means because mm-hmm. true Guardians fans, is that, does that mean comics fans? Um because I, I don't know, true Guardians fans, I, that feels kind of like a snobby thing to say. Because I feel <laughs> well, like I uh, feel like true Guardians fans got their got theirs in the post credit scene that had you know Starhawk and all and all them in absolutely. it, right? Like yeah. so, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, who else is there? Vance Astro. It's I mean, have we gotten enough. Vance Astro yet? I feel like that's like the one character that Guardians, you know, Guardians comics fans are like, where's Vance Astro? Uh, it's either <laughs> going to be Vance Astro or like Quasar or something, right? Like, yeah. Depending Quasar would be awesome. Miss Marvel goes. The Quasar. Right? I mean, look, sense. could be. 
Yeah. I saw a tweet after the Miss Marvel trailer that was like 10 years from now, we're going to get a Quasar movie and he's going to have stretch powers. <laughs> so it's like, maybe that's <laughs> happening sooner than later. Um, and then the other Guardians news of the week was that the Cosmic Rewind ride will be opening on May 27th at Epcot. So that's cool. We will finally get that extension of the universe, which I know they were filming stuff for that. So that'll be pretty cool. And then Aaron, before we go to break, do you want to talk about Anthony Mackie? Sure. So Anthony Mackie was on the Grammys red carpet uh, hanging out. He talked to E and he said that he spent some time on the set of Black Panther Wakanda forever and couldn't say a ton. But he said, I'm very excited to say they just wrapped filming of Black Panther 2. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be spectacular. I'm not in it, but I've been to the set and I've witnessed it. I'm very excited for everyone to see Black Panther 2. They just wrapped it. You know, when they asked what his Marvel plans were, future Marvel plans, of course, in addition to, oh, they stopped, like they finished filming, everybody globs onto, I'm not in it. And I'm like, <laughs> see, Andrew, look at what you no, brought. Look, I believe, I believe he is not in it. I want to know what post credit scene he filmed because that's yeah. probably why he was there. Probably. Absolutely. I mean, Which I think counts as being in it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> no, I mean you need to like I think being in the movie is being in the movie proper before credits roll because because Marvel has had a history of having other you know the other movie directors doing the uh, post credit scene or whatnot. That is not being in the movie. That is being attached to the movie. Post credit scenes are not a part. I would of say that Mark Ruffalo and Brie Larson were in Shang Chi. No, uh, ooh, that's a tough one. That's a <laughs> yeah. tough one. I, I I would give you that one. Mm. only because it involved it, it directly involved the story so that was more of an extension of the movie <laughs> than it was just a side bit of the uh... I guess we'll have to see mm-hmm. <laughs> let's pin this and remember it later <laughs> <laughs> got kicked you out again Oh. oh my god oh, I was running the, the ticket service today um, but yeah I completely agree he's in some sort of scene or something or other like, knowing where Sam got his costume from him, him being involved with whatever's going on in Wakanda totally makes sense and I'm very curious to see how he is in the movie without being in the movie um, so yeah we're going to take a quick one minute break before we talk about Moon Knight episode 2 um, that is a perfect amount of time to subscribe to our new YouTube channel if you're not already subscribed to youtube.com slash phase zero so go do that if you're not already a subscriber and we will see you in a minute is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer ixl learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies ixl is designed this program will improve your kids grades studies done in almost every state in the country the kids who had ixl are consistently doing better powered by advanced algorithms ixl gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality and it doesn't have to eat up all your time one subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home pre-k to 12th grade so don't miss out one in four students in the u.s are learning with ixl ixl is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the u.s make an impact on your child's learning Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Zero season two episode 13. We are back and we are going to have a full spoiler discussion of Moon Knight episode two. Um, 
I will let Aaron go first because he's at the top of the leaderboard. And then we will. I'm definitely excited to hear what Jim has to say about the episode. But Aaron, you go first. <laughs> Layla, uh, Oscar, <laughs> Isaac. It's just hey, we continue the showcase of his like tenure here in the MCU. It's so so exciting um you learn so much like they've done such a good job in the early going of like building out the world this corner of the world that's like completely and utterly unmoored from the rest of this stuff you know what i mean all the action beats really hit i i still love f murray abraham is like one of my favorite parts of this whole thing because he's just such a jerk it's great it's so good (laughs) The insults. We didn't get a did we didn't get a worm this week, but we got other fun stuff. So I am thoroughly enjoying the ride. I am excited to see everybody's reaction to uh Mr. Knight. Like who I saw some people in the community being like, I was expecting something else, and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is uh this is not exactly made to order. This is what we're gonna get. This is the fun we're gonna have with it. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess because of Jim's prodding, I did poke into the Lemire run, Jeff Lemire run. And like that, that's not that out of, out of left field as it might seem on the show. So I'm, I'm having a great time. It's good. It's great. Awesome. Jamie, what about you? Yeah, I am once again, so glad that I didn't watch those screeners. (laughs) This like week to week journey of having no friggin' idea what's happening is fun. Uh, like I, I have I have no idea what's happening, and uh, and it, and it's 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 it almost feels like I'm not watching a Marvel show because usually I like that it's there's just no connection to anything and everything that I'm guessing and trying to figure out are only in the context of this show and I feel like it's been a long time since that's happened like maybe Loki a little but you knew it was all working towards a grander thing and this doesn't feel like that and it's a little it's kind of refreshing because it's still like bonkers and i'm so confused but in like a good way you know i'm not confused in a frustrating way and i think that's cool and i just i mean oscar isaac are you freaking kidding me with this man's performance (laughs) i just like the whole this whole episode is just him talking to himself in a mirror and i am enthralled uh and that's beautiful uh the the, yeah i'm just also uh aaron brought up f murray abraham who's i love and i'm and uh if you've seen inside lewin davis that oscar isaac and f murray abraham have have, like a pretty good scene together in that movie and uh i I need someone who's good at like editing to like dub over (laughs) like take the inside scene but use the 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 sounds from moon knight i can't even know the verbiage like i I can't do it (laughs) but somebody make that for me please because i will lose my mind I love it. Jim, what did you think? I'm going to assume you liked this episode. I mean, look, it's, I, 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 well, let's, we can address the kind of weird elephant in the room, right? With like the whole Mr. Knight performance where I think Mr. Knight in the comics is portrayed in a certain way. And this is not what, and this is not what we're, we're getting. Right. But I think Moon Knight in general in this show is not, a one-to-one representation of what we have, you know, what we have in the comics, right? They are, they are still dropping, you know, little tiny crumbs that there is going to be like that, that there's a third personality or something or, or something in there that we may, that we may still, you know, get to see. And I think, I think what will inevitably happen is as we get closer and closer to the end, we will get closer to that. I, I feel because I think it's one of the like, you know, Aaron mentioned 
more and more, uh, look, if you have not picked up the or read the Jeff Lemire run for for Moon Knight, go do that immediately because there's there's a lot here. Even so much so that like it wasn't until the credits that I found out that like the two um, thugs that break in or that like barge into Steven's apartment uh, are characters taken directly from the Jeff Lemire run. Billy and Bobby are two jackals that work for a meet. Uh, and so like, like, it, like that's, that's how uh, like this, like how really deep some of this, this stuff is, is getting there. Uh, and I think, like I said, as we get, as we get further along, like you, you are going to see, but I mean, like, the interplay between uh, a Mark and Conchu and Steven and Conchu and, and Mark and Steven is just so it's just, it's so much fun, right? Like I know like this is a dark show, but man, like it, when you add in the element of Layla uh, here as well, like it just adds just another great, dynamic to to the whole thing and and most of these scenes are like they're not these big you know uh, set pieces just yet like most of the stuff still feels pretty intimate like with the exception of like getting that whole action piece across the rooftops right like like and we'll, we'll talk about that because I thought, like this show <laughs> is way more violent than i think like any of us kind of intended um so it's just it's it's a when I watched the screeners, th- this episode felt like the weakest of the ones I saw. But I think it's it's a it, it truly is a different experience watching it from week to week than watching them uh, binge at a time. And I think this is a show that benefits from that week to week stuff because there's just so much to to digest here that is um, is just so great. I agree completely. Like I, I didn't necessarily like, I guess this episode kind of was the weakest when I watched it the first time around. I found myself loving it so much more this time around, just being able to really kind of let elements of it simmer and being able to like appreciate individual things and just all of the character beats. We'll talk about it, but like, I love Ethan Hawke's performance this episode. I love the little like peeling back the onion that we get of Harrow. I think that that is just so good. And yeah, this episode is kind of like connective tissue to like what is to come on the series, but there still is so much in here there that is good and is just well executed. So yeah, I completely agree. I did want to ask, because I know Jim will probably have a very good answer. How does this version of Mr. Knight differ from the comics for people who might not be familiar? I mean, look, I think the, the Mr. Knight seemed to be the more cold and calculating one in, uh, in the comics. Like he is a take note ish kind of, kind of guy. Um, and I think you, you start to get hints of that with, with the show version in like, you know, when uh, Steven lands a good hit or two, he starts rolling up the sleeves and you're like, Oh, okay. Like maybe it's good. And I think, I think that's the thing, right? I think as Steven gets a little bit more confidence in working together with Mark and whatever, like you're going to get, because like he throws a punch and he doesn't even think he threw a hard punch and the jackal goes flying. And you can see those little bits of confidence really just start to build that. I think that I hope we get to see more of obviously as, as the show goes. Now I think the, uh, how they got or like the, the show reason for the Mr. Knight costume, like feels perfect, right? Like in when you've got Layla being like, you know, activate the suit, activate the suit. She knows she's expecting the Mark Spector suit. And so when he falls out, you know, falls out of the window, hits the pipe and then boom, you get the superhero landing shot and he's in the suit and he's like, 
oh, hey, I look pretty good. And Mark's like, what is this? And she's, she's like, she kept telling me to activate the suit. So I acti- I put on a suit. Like that's uh, it fits Steven in the show's personality to, to a T. Um, and so, yeah, like he's not the uh, like take no ish Mr. Knight yet, but there are bits here that I think we will get there and it's going to be, and it's going to be something else. I agree. I love when he did the superhero landing and then he kind of fell like that just felt so relatable <laughs> and good. But yeah, the narrative reason for it is so unexpected and kind of cool the way that Steven kind of summons it himself. Um, I did want to talk about Layla. First off, I have to say our Layla in the chat who, who we love dearly. I am so happy that she now has a or Oscar Isaac, just her name over and over again for like the fourth <laughs> and five episodes because like, I'm sure that is just a blessing. Um, I think Layla is so great. I love what we got of her in this episode. I also like knowing that Khonshu wants Layla to be the next avatar if Mark turns it down, which I think is a very cool kind of con- conflict thing to have going forward. What do y'all think of Layla now that we got to kind of see her in this episode? I'm, I'm really eager to see her interact with Mark. Uh, because it's like, you know, there was a little chemistry with Steven, but it was awkward because he doesn't know her. And, uh, you know, you know me, I want some romance in my life uh, in in my in my shows. But I'm just curious to see how they how they mesh as a couple, just because it's it, like, what's going on there? Because uh, I don't know. You guys know uh, maybe some comics readers know. I don't know. I'm in the dark uh, and I'm uh, enjoying being in the dark. But I'm also like, I want to know more because I, you know, someone in the comments mentioned um, how come she doesn't know about these multiple personalities. And it's like, well, I'm sure we're going to find out there's more to this than just the regular, a regular, uh, you know, DID situation. I don't know. Cause I don't know anything. So I can't wait to find out, but I, I really don't think that <laughs> I, I feel, I don't think, I don't think we have to worry about not getting those questions answered, but that comes from someone who doesn't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really funny that basically Mark and Layla function as like babysitters for Steven in sort of way. Well, Layla might be the one that's better at it than Mark because she has more patience with him. You know what I mean? Um, she's really, really fun. I know we joke around about um, like some of the women supporting characters in these shows not having a lot to do. I... I'm already intrigued. I'm like, oh boy, she's already gonna get to do more than like Sharon <laughs> or like <laughs> poor, that's poor not hard. Marcy. No, like, there. I, I mean, listen, as long as she don't end up on the wheel, we cool. We all right. As long as she don't end up on the wheel, we, we <laughs> on great. the wheel of evil. On the wheel of evil, yeah. As long as she don't Trademark. end up over there, we good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I love her. I think what they what they established with her in this episode is just so fun. And I do love the kind of babysitter element, but also seeing that like Steven has a fondness for her. Like they have the same poet, like the same favorite poet, and they have all of these little quirks that like even Mark and Layla don't seem to have. So I think that's cool. Jim, what did you think of Layla? I think uh, to, to go to, to Jamie's comment about like why, you know, doesn't she know or whatnot? I think there's that that line when Mark and Steven or when Mark is talking to Steven and he's like, there's been a wall of pretty good wall between us until now and i have no idea what's going on and i think that's probably why right but i think there's still like there's still really the big question on like uh, mark must know everything steven is doing to try and track if he steven is waking up in the middle of the night right sand around the bed tape on the door and so mark's got to be doing some pretty weird gymnastics to be able to like put all of that kind of back together again um and so and so when you when you add Layla into the mix and you know Mark's basically living this other life that Layla gives you insight into like I love that you get 
more insight into Mark's life through Layla than you do than, than what Mark is willing to give up even to Steven. Right. And he's the, our lens through the show. And, uh, uh, and I, like I said, so like, I think that's, um, that's going to be a really interesting dynamic as the, as the show uh, goes on that I'm, I'm, you know, it's, will be a lot of fun to, to watch. I'm also, I also am curious about the mother of it all. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a big answer for us because Steven's always talking to his mom and Layla made a comment that Mark doesn't talk to his mother. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I have a, as a, as a watcher of television who understands <laughs> hints that uh, happened, I feel like mom is going to provide some answers in some way, whether or not we see her, I feel like there's, we're going to circle back to mom somehow. If this is fun, because I know you're all like, you're all being <laughs> quiet because I'm sure you know already the answer. <laughs> Well, and we can't even say if we don't know the answer. I know, exactly. That in and of itself is a spoiler. So um, You're all Andrew Garfields, and I'm just me. Photoshop. It's all Photoshop. <laughs> um, I did want to say, before we talk about Harrow, the freeze frame when Stephen screams at Khonshu when he's in the like storage <laughs> lockers is so good. I love that stylistic choice. I thought like the first time that my screener glitched, because it was kind of doing that a couple times, and it was like, oh no, that is intentional. He is just like freeze frame, and then we are going to have watch him run. I thought that was so good. Um, and then, yeah, we got a lot about Arthur Harrow in this episode. Um, he used to be Conscious Avatar, which I think, obviously, as we talked about last week, that is very different from the comics. They are kind of taking their own route with it. I think it is a really interesting choice. I'll be curious to hear what Jim thinks about it. I think it's like, this is the one instance of having like a similar villain, which is a thing we've seen all over the MCU, where it still kind of works and serves introducing the character to general audiences. Um, and then we kind of got to see his master plan and his little like commune that he started. And I know this had already started a a conversation because a clip from that scene came out yesterday. And it's like, is he actually evil or is he just kind of vibing? Because he just has like his nice society with his tomatoes and his like, you know, free food and free like lodging and stuff. And it's like there's he seems like he's making some good points, even though he is undoubtedly being evil over the course of the episode. So like, Aaron, what did you think about Arthur Harrow? Um, Nothing is free. Uh, I'm sitting there in the background like this all sounds very nice (laughs) on the face of things but even still I guess that there are like vibes in the first episode and this one that you're only allowed to stay if you're useful right Mm -hmm. it's not just everybody the entire city doesn't have poverty eradicated with free food and weird projection entertainment (laughs) silent discos it's just this little corner of it so i'm wondering and he's being very nice to steven but he also still wants that scarab it's not like oh you can just stay here you don't have to give us anything it's very very transactional right so He could not be evil, but there is like very, very sinister undertones. Also, don't trust any man walking around on glass. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Like no. Like he. he, I don't know if he can be trusted or not. Those tomatoes did look very good, though. I just need to. I just need to acknowledge that. That's true. (laughs) Heirloom tomatoes. (laughs) Jim, what did you think? There's a, a line that Arthur says that's basically is is pulled from the comics we're not necessarily from arthur but he he asks oscar like you know or oscar he asks <laughs> steven if you know uh you know conchu must have like chosen him because his brain you know his mind is so broken right kind of thing um and then there's a line in, in the lemire run where conchu's like surely you realize the only way i'm able to do this is because your mind is so broken 
right? Like you were, you were an easy mark. Uh, no, no pun intended. Right. Like, and so, um, and so it's, and knowing that Harrow was an avatar of Khonshu and, and, and that he kind of knows or understands like kind of what's going on here. I mean, it very clearly sounds like uh, that. I mean, the two of them had a falling out in either a meet or, um, you know, saw, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's Arthur's mind who is so uh, broken that are, are so, you know, weak that, you know, he was just hungry for, for whatever. Even Hawk is so, unsettling in this show that it's like that's what i love so much about it where he doesn't feel as mustache twirling as like zemo does um and he doesn't feel you know uh and he's not like a a way over the top like cgi kind of villain right like he fits he's a very cerebral villain at least right now that uh that makes it really really interesting and so to see where all this is going to go. Right. Like, and like, this is, this is a, a super nitpick, but it's a thing that like, I can't not wrap my head around. Be- and it's more because I think the infinity stones have ruined this, have ruined this <laughs> for me. Right. And like the fact, the colors of magic in the Marvel cinematic universe right now have to mean something. The fact that Agatha's magic is purple and Arthur's magic is purple. And then you've got Wanda's uh, red magic and you've got Billy's blue magic and you've got Dr. Strange's orange magic. It all has to mean something. It has to be connected. But like, but it's one of those things where I can't imagine Agatha's using Agatha or, or Arthur are using power from the power stone, which is purple. Like it's gotta be something else. And so like, that's, that is a thing that I am just like going to, just neurotically latch onto because, because I need, I need an answer. Dormammu's magic is purple too. Yeah. Maybe it's a villain thing. Maybe villain magic is purple. Or maybe they're just picking a different crayon from like the Crayola box and just running with that. Like it could just be nothing, but I definitely agree that like there might be something there. Grape is evil. There you go. Um, Jamie, what did you think of Harrow? I mean, I just love Ethan Hawke, you know, and it's fun to see him in a role like this role. And, I, you know, I just did this. Uh, I did a panel at WonderCon on Friday that we talked a lot about um, should villains be redeemed and all this. And I really hope that he's the kind of villain that just gets to keep getting worse and worse and, and more. And I don't I don't want to see him be good. Like he's being friendly right now, but in a creepy way that I'm like into. And I just I think uh, I don't know, like. Uh, Ethan Hawke told the story, uh, I think it was to people about his daughter watching White Fang and not realizing until an hour and a half into it that he's the kid, the main kid. He's the guy who's in all of White Fang. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I feel like it's like a new Ethan Hawke for a new generation because because um, he was such a like a 90s heartthrob and he has all, he's such a weird career. And I and I'm just love that this is where he's ended up because I think it's perfect for him. And as a and, and it, within the context of the show, it's great. It's working so well. I'm so invested. Can, can you guys believe that Oscar Isaac asked him to play this character in a freaking coffee shop? And he was I like, know. yeah, sure. Absolutely. 100%. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. I'm happy it happened. Thank you. Whoever that coffee shop is in New York. Good job. But you should have like a plaque of like midnight <laughs> came together in our coffee shop. Um, yeah, that is just so great. But yeah, did anyone have any other thoughts or opinions about the episode? Like I said, this is such a fun episode even as it is kind of like only a precursor for what's about to come. So what did y'all think? 
it's 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 hard to say because like like we've seen three and four, yeah. but like impressions wise, like look at like it it only gets wilder from here, um, and so like it, they have found a way to balance the action and the drama really nicely. I don't feel like I got too much of one and too little of the other. Uh, the, the look the, that costume just looks so good. Oh, I mean, both of them do. And so like being able to see uh, that just in, in action is j- like just a freaking delight. Uh, I love it. Um, it, uh, the one of the, so some other things that like, I, I kind of want to point out, uh, we kind of, we get a time frame for when this show takes place, uh, when, uh, at the bus scene and when there's a GRC, uh, banner on the bus. And so we know that this, this has to take place obviously in the Falcon and winter soldier time frame, And so if that's the case, then we know it's, you know, it's obviously post, um, you know, post end game and, and all that. And so that was a, a nice uh, tidbit for those looking for a free comic to read and the other um, uh, QR code. Uh, it is like eight minutes and 20 something seconds in it's right out outside the locker. There's a, they like, they stop on it and uh-huh. it, it is right there. It's werewolf by night 33, um, which is uh, what you, what you get for free. Uh, what else is there uh, that, that maybe makes sense. Um, no, like I said, and then other, other than, other than some of the other, like I said, like the nods, right? Like Billy and Bobby, um, being there are, uh, are really cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I loved it. I agree. I, I totally forgot about the comic thing. Like we definitely have to mention that if you scan the QR codes that are hidden in the episode, you can get a free comic on Marvel unlimited to read, which I think nice. is such a cool thing. They should do that more often. Cause I love the kind of game of that. I'm, I'm hoping they do that in the rest of the episodes. So technology's um, crazy, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it can't get you Dr. Strange two tickets. <laughs> sure can. Uh, but here's the thing, guys. Uh, all the theaters I'm looking at at this point are like 930 digital showings and they're practically mm-hmm. empty. It's just the uh-huh. app being dumb. So I'm, why am I doing this to myself? It'll, at, I'm going to try again at noon. It'll be fine. I'll see an mm-hmm. IMAX another day. You think I'm going to see this movie once in theaters? <laughs> then you're silly. It could be terrible. I'm still going to see it more than once in theaters. So... Uh, this, why why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we stressing? Let's just have a nice rest of our time. Those are words to live by. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for watching this week's episode. This was such a fun one. Um, I guess if anyone has anything to plug, Jamie, you're at the top of the leaderboard again. So, Oh, you guys, we're so early into Cage Month, Month of Cage. Please, yeah. jo- it's been so much fun. We're a small but mighty community. We have a, a Twitter uh, community. If you go to my Twitter page, it's like we, one of my first tweets you can join. Uh, I want to shout out to Layla, who had never seen a Nick Cage movie before, and she has done it every day. I, that must be like like a brain overload uh, really because some of these movies are intense (laughs) and to watch them all for the first time every day like i've seen pretty much all of what we've watched so far and uh, it's you guys i'm having so much fun charlie and i are really enjoying ourselves sharing information just getting to watch nick cage movies so uh seriously it's never too late to join you don't have to catch up there's no rules we're just watching (laughs) nick cage movies it's as simple as that uh so please join our community and talk to us about nick cage i love it aaron what, what about you uh, it's at some of the corner on Twitter. And if you're looking for something to watch this weekend in theaters, I full throatedly co-sign on what Jamie was saying last week about everything everywhere all at once. I'm going tomorrow. And 
interestingly, I'm hearing good things about Ambulance. So if you like weird action movies and drones, you're going to be (laughs) in for a good time. Go ahead and watch those this weekend. Jim, what about you? Uh, I don't have any, I obviously don't have anything to plug, uh, but I will say, I will take this time, my time (laughs) at the end of the show to say, uh, if you have not, uh, go, go leave us a review on iTunes, go leave us a a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, anyone that mentions how great Jim is, we will read on the air. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll, we think we're looking to get some, some stickers and stuff made too. So we'll, we'll get to go head on over to iTunes right now and go get, leave us a five-star review. I just want to interject that the WandaVision account just because tweeted or just posted on Instagram for the first time in a year, over a year, um, huh. just just stuff for the grid to look pretty. But uh, it, I haven't gotten a WandaVision update like alert on my phone in, in since March 2021. And I just yeah. like fully convulsed. World. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. I promise it will be me and not an NFT person hacking my account. Thank you to everyone who helped me this weekend. That was something else. Um, and don't forget to follow the show. We are at Phase Zero CB on Twitter. We are at Phase Zero on YouTube. Um, as I have said across the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're uploading videos every day. We're re-uploading old episodes and old interviews that we know you guys are going to enjoy. And join our, t- our Twitter community if you haven't already. I'm sure either myself or BD or somebody will retweet the link to that so that you can join if you're not already 100%. there um go read comics yeah. and go read comics yeah i didn't i didn't have my usual sign off because i had to plug everything <laughs> else first but yeah go read comics there's some great comics out this week um the last issue of the current black widow run came out this week and it is so good so Today's go read Moon that Knight is also fantastic yeah um so go read comics and thank you guys so much for joining us we'll be back next week to talk about night episode three and whatever other mcu's pops and stuff all right bye see you <laughs>